Judges, uh, Joshua, not Judges, we're in Joshua chapter 20 this morning, and we're, and we're talking about the cities of refuge. Uh, don't you just love that sound, the city? I, I wonder if there's like a city in America called, yes, welcome to the city of refuge. What a, what a great name. I don't know, maybe not. Um, but remember the old uh, uh, Snickers commercial? I don't mean to make you hungry this morning, or... I think it was Southwest Airlines did it too. It was like, want to get away for a while? Want to get away? And I don't know about you, but, but I, I have to get away. Uh, I, I have to. I, I have to get uh, out of Las Vegas or out of this, you know, Las Vegas proper. Uh, it refreshes my, my, my spirit, my soul, my body. Uh, and, and it's just it's critical to, the, to my health. Uh, of course, the Big Island is a wonderful place to get away to. So if you want, can get away to there, that's a great thing. But um, uh, it might be Deer Creek uh, up in uh, uh, Lee Canyon that uh, during the springtime is just a beautiful, beautiful place with a nice rushing uh, river. It might be, that's actually from one of our men's retreats at Mount Potosi, or it might be uh, Red Rock Canyon. I used to, I used to cycle out to uh, uh, Red Rock when we lived uh, more south than what we do now. I'm not doing that now. Uh, but, uh, you know, you get a little bit older and, you know, you don't cycle as much as you used to. And then eventually you just start, you move your, you get an indoor bike and you don't even, that's how you know you're getting older when you don't ride your, your outside bike anymore because you have a spin bike in your house. And that's, you're getting, okay, you're getting up there. And um, it could be the ocean. That's a, a place of refuge uh, for me. It's a, it's a place where I can just deprogram and I can just, so I'm an, I'm an outdoors guy and I just, I like to be in God's creation. Where's your place? Where's your go-to place? Uh, where's, when you, when you get stressed, when you have um, uh, uh, difficulty or that the weight of things starts to, 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 to weigh on you, where's that place that you go to? And you know, the reality is, is that for some of us, the places that we go to aren't healthy places, are they? Uh, we can look back at life and we can think about, you know, there's, there's this, this, this place that I go when I'm stressed and it's, it's not very good. Uh, and so we have to be careful of that as well. I had a pastor one time tell me he's since gone on to be with Jesus. And he said, he said, Richard, uh, I said, well, how do you, how do you decompress? I mean, you got a, you've got a successful in, 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 I believe a fruitful, that's a better word than success. Fruitfulness is better than success. I think he's got a fruitful ministry, uh, and, and it continues on to this day. And I said, where, where do you go to, to decompress from just the craziness of, of life? And, and then I asked him this question. I said, have you, have you ever thought about just quitting? And man, that was a, that was a great answer he gave, but I'll save that for a later time. And he said, you know what, you know what, Richard? He goes, he goes, I, I, you know, I love baseball and I can sit down and I can watch baseball for hours and the statistics, and this picture, and that, and I can just, that, I, I, I'll, I'll get home sometimes, I'll click on the TV, and put on some baseball stuff, and I'm gone. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's an, int- I didn't know that, that was a, an interesting uh, a place of refuge. But here's the other, the other situation is that, is that for me, I, I have to get outside, I have to get outdoors, and sometimes that's just sitting out in my front, in the front of the back of the, uh, of the house, but 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 I can't always get away. You know, sometimes I want to get away, but I can't always get away. And so 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 then what? And maybe you're here this morning. You might be saying, you know what, man? I wish I had a refuge. 
I wish I had a place of safety. I've got things coming at me left and right, and, and I don't know how to answer this situation. I don't know what's going on with that situation, and I feel like I have no refuge. I have maybe no, no safe place uh, in my life. And, and you know, that's, a, that's a, a theme that we read in the Psalms, and even King David confessed that, that, that very same thing. He says in Psalm 142, verse 4, he says, Look on my right hand and see... He's, he's, he's speaking to the Lord. He says, look, look at, uh, on my right hand and see, for there was no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. And we, we feel the weight of that. And we feel the, 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 the weight of a, of a time when, when people are in desperate need for a, a refuge and a safe place. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray that your word would speak to us this morning and that, the, that, that, that what you have for us, that we would receive. We, we, we say yes to your word. God, speak by your Holy Spirit and give us the ability to understand and receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today's message is a reminder to all of us as, as followers of Christ and, and believers and, and those, the people of the Word of God. It's a reminder to us that we have a refuge. We have a, a, a safe place, a place that is safe from our enemies. Uh, and, and, and actually, our, our place is a person. Our place is a person. It, it is also the Word of God. The Word of God is a, is a refuge to us. And you know what else is a refuge? Is, is, is the, the church, the body of Christ. You know, there are people who are, who are shut in, and, and maybe it's because uh, uh, they don't want to come out in the midst of the, uh, of the virus and, and, the, and the things that they're reading about that, or maybe it's, it's because they're unable to get to church. And, and one of the things that I'm hearing over and over again is, is the isolation that so many people are, are suffering because they, they just, they, they, yeah, maybe they're working, maybe they're not, maybe they're just at home, and, and they're... And they're uh, the, the depression and the hardship that comes uh, with, with not connecting with one another that we so freely used to do and that we so just took, like, I don't even say took advantage of it. It was just our life and, and that we're commanded to do in the Word of God. And so uh, we have to be super creative in, in how we stay connected with one another uh, because it really, really matters, especially right now, because that's a refuge as well. Well, Joshua chapter 20, years ago, prior to the point that we'll pick up in this morning, God gave instructions to Moses about how to set up his government. And how many of you know God's government's the best government? His, 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 uh, his uh, orchestration and leadership is the best. Um, uh, one of those things that they were to do when they entered into the promised land was to set up these cities of refuge. And if you look at Numbers chapter 35, you can read a little bit more about that. And the cities of refuge were, were, were three on one side of the Jordan and three on the other side of the Jordan. And they were scattered about so that it would be a place that is easy accessible or easily accessed by people. Now, I want to give you the scripture verse in, in Joshua 20, and then we'll, we'll break that apart. So it says in Joshua 20, verse 1, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Now tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge as I instructed Moses. So again, you want to read about that? Go to Numbers chapter 35. Anyone who kills another person accidentally and unintentionally can run to one of these cities. 
They will be places of refuge from relatives seeking revenge for the person who was killed. Upon reaching one of these cities, the one who caused the death will appear before the elders at the city gate and present his case. They must allow him to enter the city and give him a place to live among them. Verse 5, if the relatives of the victim come to avenge the killing, the leaders must not release the slayer to them, for he killed the other person unintentionally without previous hostility. But the slayer must stay in that city and be tried by the local assembly, which will render judgment. And he must continue to live in that city until the death of the high priest who was in office at the time of the accident. After that, he is free to return to his own home and the town in which he fled. The cities of refuge. Now, the purpose of this was to prevent uh, injustice in the case of of uh, the, the revenge that would take place. And uh, that's not necessarily in a negative context. It, context. it was a place of refuge for the accused. Uh, the place of refuge for the accused who was guilty of either murder or manslaughter. As it says that someone was unintentionally uh, 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 killed as a result of some accident, maybe, or something else. Now, uh, the, the ancient, the reason why this God instituted these cities was that the ancient custom was that it was the relatives, um, and, and, and one, typically one in particular, it was the relatives' responsibility to avenge the death of their relative. Okay? And so, verse 3 um, that, that word uh, in, another lang- uh, in another version is called the avenger of blood. And that word is goel, which means the representative from the victim's family with the responsibility of making sure justice is carried out against that murder. Okay? Now, why does that matter? Why are we talking about cities of refuge today? Well, hang on because we have to get to further on where we talk about our refuge, and that's, remember, keep that in your mind, that's where we're going. Well, back in in Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, the Lord says this, he says, whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man, and as for you, be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. So we have to understand this concept of, of the cities of refuge by first understanding uh, the, the value that God places on human life. Murder is wrong because to kill someone is to kill another made in the image of God. See, we are, God is a God of distinctions. We talk about that all the time. And we are distinct from animals. Uh, sometimes uh, there's, a, there's a, a mindset that says that um, uh, uh, we, there are people who, who will take, take animals and, and they, will, they will elevate their intrinsic value 
uh, you know, we have to save the whales and, sa- you know, people getting on, on, uh, on boats and, 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 and trying to stop, you know, the, the whaling vessels. And, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not judging that as right or wrong, but I'm saying that sometimes there is a, a worldview or way of thinking that elevates the intrinsic value of animals to the point of elevating them to the value of humans, or someone may say, I believe that animals, you know, we should, you know, that we should not eat meat because it's wrong to kill animals while at the same time they may not give a thought at all to abortion. And, and, and you say, so, so, so the, the incongruency of that thinking is, is not that animals aren't valuable or they don't matter. It just, it just means that they're not created in the image of God. And they don't have intrinsic value like humans do. And it is, it is incongruent when we give animals the same value that we give humans. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. We are distinct from them. We have reason. We have creativity. We have self-worth. We have communication skills. We are made in the image of God. Animals are not. We are sp- uh, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, we, we, every time we interact with someone Uh, Another human being, we are interacting with someone made in the image of God who has incredible worth and incredible value. That's why people matter, and that's why every life really, really matters. Everybody has intrinsic value, everyone. And so this is a season and a time where we have to remember that. And I would suggest that throughout your day that you remember that, especially when, I don't know, maybe it's someone who's a a worker at a store or something who's having a really bad day and they're being really obnoxious and, and we don't value them just as human beings because of the way that they're responding to us. Uh, it's a good practice to remember that people, whether they are followers of Jesus or not, are made in the image of God, and therefore we should treat them accordingly. That to say that those who kill others, the, the, the precepts in, in the Scripture, in the Old Testament in particular, those who, and I believe also in, in, in Romans, those who kill others should pay for it with their own blood. The distinction between killing and murder. There's a time... For war, uh, there's a time where killing is, if I could use this terminology, necessary. Uh, you know, World War II, there was a war that took place uh, that was necessary. That had to happen. Uh, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, this is a different context. Murder and killing are two different things because there's, there's, a, there's an intention that's involved. So, the Levites were to be the judges. They were to hold the, the preliminary court outside the gates while the accused would be inside the city and safe. And if, the, if that killing was judged as accidental, the accused could stay in the city of refuge until the death of the high priest and then they were free to go because the city of refuge was a place of protection against the avenger of blood, the Goel. So they had to stay there until the death of the high priest, however long that was. Then they were released and they could go back. Now, if they were not, uh, if, that, if that killing was not accidental, then the person would be delivered over to the slain persons, avenger, 
Avengers? <laughs> Thinking of a movie series right now. Turned over to the Avengers who would, who would put them to death. And it's a picture of God's law working with God's mercy. God's law working with God's mercy. It turns out that justice really matters to God. There's a mindset and a worldview of people who do not think God is just. They question the justice of God. Therefore, they don't follow him because they believe he is unjust. Justice really matters to God. You read through the Old Testament and the law, it is filled with his law and his justice and his mercy. And we'll see that even in this. The assured, the, the, uh, it assured justice for those who were accused. Because if they, if they get to that place, they're safe. And, and it also assured justice for the family of the victim. Because if in fact it was murder, justice would prevail. Now if they left that place that city of refuge, then they were guilty. They were assumed guilty and they could be killed by the Avengers. Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 2 says that proper roads had to be built to maintain these, to, to main, uh, built and maintained so that people uh, could get to the cities when they needed them. Because here, what's the use of a city of refuge if it's so far away from you, you can't get there? And so God took that into, into account. It turns out that in Numbers chapter 35, we get a, bit, a little bit more backdrop to this. And verse 33 says, So you shall not pollute the land where you are, for blood defiles the land. And when the Bible says blood defiles the land, it's speaking of murder. And no atonement can be made for the land, for the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of him who shed it. Therefore, do not defile the land which you inhabit, in the midst of which I dwell, for the Lord uh, I, the Lord, dwell among the children of Israel. And so it turns out that the murder of innocent people in ancient Israel defiled the nation. And it defiled the nation because they were God's people. They, they were under his leadership. Um, and, and to murder was to defile the land because because God dwelt in the midst of the land. God said, I, I dwell, I, I'm, I'm walking in your midst, and, and, and you need to take my laws seriously, and you cannot murder one who is made in my image because I dwell in your midst. And, and justice must be exacted against those who murder because it defiles the land that God dwells in. And, and in context, this specifically speaks to the nation of Israel. So that's the context. I mean, the first murder takes place in Genesis chapter 4 when Cain kills Abel. And, 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 and there's a requirement. God said, your brother's blood cries out to me. Justice. 
blood represents life. If blood is spilled, there is death. And because God creates life, no one else has the authority to take that life away. So it applies to the nation of Israel, but in general, it applies to all nations as well. I was looking up the, 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 the number of people in Chicago that have been murdered in tw- that were murdered in 2020. It's a 50% increase from 2019. 750 murders in Chicago and 350 under the age of 18. And their blood cries out. Los Angeles, the closest statistic I could get was October, the end of October. They had 300 murders, a 25% increase over 2019. In the meantime, they're slashing their police budget by $150 million. The ACLJ on their website reports this. A new report astonishingly shows that nearly 42% of all deaths worldwide last year were from abortion. 42%. Think about that. It was not only the leading cause of death, but was almost more than all other causes combined. The blood of those babies cries out to God. Romans chapter 13 verse 3 tells us, For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be afraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise for the same. For he is, at his rulers and government, he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Very briefly, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the validity of the death penalty today, whether it should be or shouldn't be is not the point of this discussion because we understand that our legal system has flaws. We understand that God doesn't dwell in the midst of our legal system. And we understand that sometimes the best evidence is wrong and we read about people getting acquitted all the time. And so I think there's a place for it. I think there's balance. I can't give you a, 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 a quick answer on that, but I at least wanted to say that In today's economy, even those who would murder another and have done sufficient time, according to our justice system, for that, or end up on death row, and you can be on death row a very long time. You can die on death row before you actually get executed. But I'm not arguing for or against those merits, but I am saying that no matter what the crime, there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? There is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> well, there's a refuge for the believer today. All of that 
to say this. There's a refuge for the believer today. And for those of you who are looking for refuge and looking for a safe place, there is a safe place. Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Jesus is our refuge. Jesus is our refuge. The city of refuge was available to everyone. No one was turned away. The six cities of refuge were easily accessible. You could get there in a hurry because you needed to. You had to hustle. You could take your time if you want to, but the avenger is behind you. The goel is behind you. Uh, it was the only option for one who was in need. Uh, you could say, well, I don't really believe in the city of refuge. I'm just going I, I, I I to I do what I want to do, go where I want to go. Okay, let me know how that goes for you. This was serious. This was serious. The Avengers behind you. Um, it was a place of protection for them as long as they stayed within the city of refuge. Uh, full freedom came with the death of the high priest. Once you were deemed guilty of manslaughter, you could stay in that city of refuge, and when the high priest died, you were free to go, and there could be no consequences beyond that. Um, The city of refuge was for those who were innocent, not for those who were guilty. Because if you were guilty, they would turn you over to the avenger. So Christ, our refuge, um, there's some similarities here. Could you, did you pick up those similarities? Did you pick up a couple of those? Um, the lost sinner is in danger, danger of judgment. Um, Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death. All of us have a death penalty. All of us are guilty of sin. The avenger, you could call that the law, which we violate all the time, stands behind us. And the law is, is, is our judge. And uh, it's, it's, it's like the avenger, it's right behind us. Uh, the avenger of blood is, is after him or her or us. God's refuge for the sinner is Jesus, but the sinner must come to him by faith in order to be saved. Jesus is easily accessible. There's a a belief and a mindset that says, oh, well, you found Jesus good for you, but I haven't found him yet. It's not because he's hiding. (laughs) Um, He says, come to me if you are weary and heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you Rest. He is not difficult to find. He is accessible. And when we come to Christ, there's no need for investigation or for trial because we are guilty. Romans 
3 says all have sinned and fall short. The, the manslaughter or murderer would flee to the city of refuge and there'd be a trial to determine their guilt or innocent, innocence. We don't need a trial. We know we're guilty. And our freedom comes in Christ, our high priest, but he will never die. So we have freedom from the avenger. We have freedom from the bondage of, of sin and slavery. Uh, let me leave you with a scripture. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 says this, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Do you see that language? We have fled to refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 says, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Do you know what Psalm 46, 10 and 11 says? I think that's a scripture that many of us know. But in context, this is what that says. Psalm chapter 46 Just go to the end here. It says, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So in the context of being still and knowing that God is God, we have that reminder that God is our refuge. Psalm 91 verse 2 says, I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in, my God in him I will, in whom I will trust. Do, do you need a refuge this morning? Do you need a place of safety? Do you need a place of rest? Um, I want to encourage you this morning to know that there is a place and that place is a person. His name is Jesus and he's a place, he is our city of refuge where we can go and we can be safe. Um, that's good news for people today, for those who follow Christ and those who don't, uh, because we need that in our lives. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for, for this, this teaching today, this message. Lord, we, we need a place of refuge. And we pray, oh God, that you would um, lead us and guide us into your word and into fellowship with one another. And Lord, that, that we would be reminded, Lord, that, that, that we do have a sanctuary. We do have a place of rest. And that place is with you. That place is in your presence. That place is, is, is being with you and, and, and fellowshipping with you. That, Lord, you are our refuge. You are our strength. Lord, I pray that for anybody who is, who is outside the gates of the city of refuge, outside of relationship with Jesus, I pray today that they would make that decision in their heart, that they would agree with you that they are sinners, that they would acknowledge the fact that they need a Savior and that you, Jesus, are that Savior. Would you opened eyes to your grace and to your mercy. Would you draw people to you, O oh God?
There are those who are outside of your, your rest and your refuge because they don't feel like they're worthy to enter in. And Lord, we remember that it was a choice to flee to the city of refuge. And that it was open to all, be they Israelites or be they foreigners. Everyone was welcome in the city. Your word tells us that you so loved the world that you gave Jesus. That whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And so, Father, would you open hearts and minds to your love and your grace. Lord, would you fill our mouths that we could speak to others about this place of refuge. God, we love you and we pray for our nation. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would be um, uh, with our president and his cabinet. We pray you would be with um, our government leaders, our officials, even in our city and in our state, in our nation. Lord, we pray that that the body of Christ would stand up and speak your truth as we pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, O God. Strengthen us. These are trying times. May your refuge be a place of refueling and a place of strength for us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.